Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Greg. Thanks for joining me today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. prayer for the renewal of life. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. We're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 14, verses 10 through 33. He, that is Herod, sent and had John beheaded in the prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. 
And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These two stories that we read of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus walking on the water present a couple of different aspects that I want to share about that I think are impactful for us uh, in both the the life and ministry of Jesus, but also uh, what was meant uh, and intended for the disciples to live into. First is the passage before in chapter 14 talks about John the Baptist being beheaded. And we see in verse 13, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. If you remember, John the Baptist was the cousin of Jesus and not only his cousin, but a spiritual friend, a spiritual mentor in some ways, uh, some are some think that uh, John the Baptist was the one who baptized Jesus, who recognized Jesus at the beginning of his ministry, um, yeah, as the, as the first one, as the forerunner. And so this death of John the Baptist uh, is a significant event for Jesus in his life. And we see that, uh, we don't know whether Jesus was an introvert or an extrovert, but we see that, that this death impacted him. And he, what did he do in response to him, to, to learning of John's death? He went away by himself to a desolate place. Jesus got away and we don't know if he grieved. We don't know if he, uh, you know, was praying or rejoicing or, um, or with family. Or we, we don't know what was going on, but we know that, that there, this was a significant event for Jesus and that he responded to it by getting away by himself. And then he, there's the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and, and, uh, Jesus going to, um, a place where the, the people were in need of food. He was doing ministry all day. The people didn't have any food and the disciples were like, all right, just send them away. And Jesus intentionally tells the disciples, you feed them something, you give them something to eat. And this is the model of discipleship in the way of Jesus, in that Jesus intends the disciples to not only receive the blessings of God by being with him and receive discipleship, but to pour themselves out in that, to be, to be used by God and the gifts that they've been given as his disciples for the blessing of the nations, for the blessing of those around them. And so Jesus says, you feed them. 
And it's interesting that when Jesus gives the disciples the, the, you know, the bread and the fish, they don't hoard that for themselves. Jesus multiplies it and there's this big, you know, there's all this provision and the disciples don't hold that for themselves. They see this and they pour it out into the crowd, pour it out and be ministers of God's grace and goodness to the nations, to the people that were in front of them. But these two aspects that we see in Jesus and in the disciples are repeated again in Jesus walking on the water. First, Jesus sends the disciples away and he, what does he do? He goes onto a mountain by himself and this time it specifically says, and he prays. He dismisses the crowd, he gets away from everything, he goes by himself and he spends time with the Father. He prays on the mountain by himself. And then when evening comes, he goes to his disciples. And the disciples see him and they are think it's a ghost and, or an aberration or whatever. And, and Jesus says, it is I. And then Peter, in understanding the, the model of discipleship that Jesus wants the disciples to be like him, not only worship him and follow him and obey him, but to be like him says, Lord, if it's you, let me come onto the water. And Jesus says, come. And so we see Peter not only obeying Jesus as his Lord, but living like him, being like him, and and believing that he is called to do the things that Jesus is doing. And so he comes out onto the water. He comes out and walks towards Jesus. And Peter gets afraid by the wind and he begins to sink and he he cries out, Lord, help me. And a lot of people have read this passage to say Peter lost faith. He lost sight of Jesus. He lost faith in Jesus. And actually, that's not what the text displays. Peter called out to the Lord saying, Lord, help me, believing that Jesus could help him. But what did he lose sight of? He lost sight of the fact that he could walk in the ways of of Jesus. He lost sight of the fact that Jesus was empowering him to do the very thing that he was doing and he re- he got scared around the circumstances around him. And so I want to I want to just share the, these two aspects that I see in these passages is one Jesus getting away by himself. Maybe to grieve, definitely to pray, definitely to spend time with the Father. Jesus gets away from the hustle and bustle, from his disciples even, and gets with the Father. And then we see Jesus ministering to the disciples, teaching the disciples, sharing his life with the disciples, but the expectation that the disciples would live in the way of Jesus and share it with others, be empowered in who they are to live in the same way that Jesus was. It wouldn't just stop with the disciples. They wouldn't just hoard it. They wouldn't just receive it. They wouldn't just be blessed by it, but that it would be multiplied into the lives of others, both through the bread and in this passage, Peter learning that he too can live miraculously as in walking on the water. Obviously, the end of the passage declares that the disciples bowed at the feet of Jesus, declaring him, saying, you are the son of God, that the worship of Jesus is the centrality of this. 
but it also displays the expectation of disciples to live in the way of Jesus, not just be blessed by it. So that's my challenge for you today. What do you need to do as a disciple of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus? Do you need to model his life and getting away from everything and spending time with the Father? Do you need to receive from him and be taught by him, be challenged by him through his word? Or do you need to maybe have your, ta- your faith tested and put your faith to the test and, 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 and see if you can live in obedience and intentional discipleship following in the way of Jesus? So do you need to spend time with the Father alone like Jesus did? Do you need to be taught by him? Or do you need to live in obedience to him as a disciple? Jesus, thank you that you not only have saved us and done the work for us, but you have modeled it for us that we would live in the way that you have lived, that we would 
follow you not only as our Lord and our Savior, but as the one that we want to emulate. And so, Lord, I pray that would be true of us today, that we would spend time alone with you, that we would be taught and blessed by you and informed by you and your word, and that we would also live in obedience to what you have commanded us to do, Jesus, so that through our lives and by our prayers, your kingdom would come.